0: Alex here for your listening pleasure, Alex from RedLemonClub.com, Alex Mathers to be exact, Mathers, pronounced Mathers, that's the one, we are on episode number 10, can you believe it, we're into double figures, double digits, very exciting stuff, it's been a few days since I've been online, been on uh, on the old podcast trail, I bet you thought you'd lost me there for a second, didn't you, but here I am back again to discuss matters pertaining to running your own creative business finding inner motivation to create, to produce, to dazzle the world with your creativity and your ideas and your energy. This is what the Red Lemon Show is all about, and I'm very excited to share this chat time with you. So into episode number 10, I wanted to talk about this concept of doing what you love, following your passion. Uh... We all we often get people telling us to 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 do what you love, follow your dreams, um, do what you love, and the money will follow. These lovely, heartwarming um, send-offs into the creative world. When we ask for advice, we get our friends telling us do what you love. Even those who've 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 gone and done it and have succeeded in this world, uh, the advice we often get is do what you love. But what does that actually mean? What is doing what you love. I mean, it sounds lovely. It sounds delicious. It sounds something that I could sink my teeth into very happily. But I wanted to spend this podcast unpacking the concept because I think that when we take it literally, doing what you love, I think we can get our expectations backwards. I think that that, um, following that phrase to the T, as simple as the phrase is, can lead to confusion it can lead to um false expectations basically and i've been there many times i've i've taken that phrase to heart and similar phrases follow your passion and have been disappointed on occasions because sometimes i feel you know what this isn't that easy what i'm doing I, i thought i was i was i was making pretty pictures for a living and that was It was nice when it started and it's been nice when I've gotten into the flow and it's been nice when I've been paid for what I do. But sometimes it doesn't feel that great. Sometimes it isn't all that fun. And sometimes I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm loving. So there is a way to think about our careers as creatives in a way that I think is a bit more um, wholesome, a bit more realistic, a bit more exciting when, when when I come to explain what I'm about to explain. So before we get into this topic, I wanted to uh, remind you that redlemonclub.com exists. I've been pretty bad in promoting it, apart from through these podcasts, and you've probably gotten a bit of an earful about Red Lemon Club through these podcasts. But through, for example, um, my newsletter, I I keep sending people away from the site, and I realize that's probably silly because I I send people to Medium, my Medium writing, because the engagement over there seems a little bit more... um, Sort of active, so I, I send my, my, my followers and <clears throat> you guys over to Medium, but I want to get you guys milling around Red Lemon Club a bit more and, and sort of exploring the Red Lemon universe. so just just to remind you guys that Redlemonclub.com does exist, there are all my articles are on there going back many years. there's a shop that I've just opened up, which is an exciting new arena. For getting hold of various pieces of Red Lemon merchandise and products, including my books, I would really recommend if I was to plug just one thing in this episode go to the Red Lemon Club shop uh, when you can. Right now would be ideal while you're listening to this. Go to redlemonclub.shop and click on the yellow book, the one that says joining the dots on it. And I know that I give it away for free as a Um, as a prize for signing up to my newsletter. But be aware that the one that I'm giving away on the shop is a physical book. It is hand signed by yours truly. It is also a limited run. I'm going to not print any more of those uh, in their current state. And there's only about 350 of those left. So Go over there, and uh, by the way, they're the only color copies available because the ones on Amazon are black and white. So you might want to get hold of a limited edition signed physical copy of that book. Um, And I will be working on new projects soon. So this book will be um, promoted a lot less in the future. So use this opportunity to get yourself a copy now. Next up, the shout-out for today. So we've got our featured creative. I got an email from Sarah Lovell. Who creates beautiful hand-illustrated cards, prints, and coloring books, and uh, she has taken the um, she has taken the dive into selling and making products for the world, and I um, commend her for that. So go over to Sarah Lovell Art, dot Art, to get a hold of her cute illustrations, and fun designs featuring plenty of cats, tigers, unicorns, bears, and chickens. Well worth a visit. If you have a recommendation of an artist that you want me to feature on a future podcast, or if you have outstanding art, or if you are an aspiring creative of some sort, happy to take a look as well, do send me an email at shoutout@redlemonclub.com. That's shoutout. At So for those of you who have strong imaginations and, and need to be reminded uh, as to what my current environment looks like, I'm in my uh, apartment slash recording studio in Bangkok, Thailand. It is about eight o'clock in the evening here on a Monday, and I look over to my left through the windows and I can see the flashing lights of the enormous... A metropolis that is Bangkok, um, right in the middle of the city here. There are flashing lights and all the lights are on all over the place. It's raining. It, it tends to rain a lot at this time of the year. It's uh, September at the moment and uh, we're in the monsoon season. So we get these big downpours every day. I've just been for a swim. I'm lucky enough to have a pool on the top of my um, building here on the 50th floor with a fantastic view. I was just watching the sunset, thinking about what I could be talking with you guys about. I want to talk about this idea of doing what you love, because I think that it's a nice um, entry point into talking about creative careers in general. So it's gonna be quite a a general kind of philosophy on on, um, doing your own thing, being creative in a competitive world and what one can expect. This is uh, valuable for anyone who's just starting out. Um, part-time, full-time, doing their own thing, freelancing, um, as well as for those who have been doing this for a while. This is all stuff that I've picked up through experience. Um, Plenty of struggle, plenty of challenge, plenty of being rather peeved at uh, how things can go sometimes. And I wanted to get chatting about some of the things that we can come to expect when we set out to do what we love. And it might not be what you've set out to do, and you might be um, a lot more pragmatic than that and you are not stupid I understand that you don't expect everything to be easy and wonderful and joyous and comfortable as you go into your creative careers but I think it's worth talking about um, if if only to remind us of what we can come to expect so that we know how to um, rise up over the challenges that we will inevitably face as creative types and entrepreneurs and self-starters so Let's talk about this idea then. So doing what you love, what does that mean? What what do people imply when they tell you to go off and do what you love? Well, I think it was Steve Jobs that said you you need to focus on doing what you love because uh, building your own thing, building your own business is inevitably going to be hard. There are going to be challenges. There are going to be struggles. So it helps to do what you love so that you stay with it during the harder times. It kind of has that power to elevate you through the tough times. And he was absolutely right with that um but i think a lot of other people can take the phrase do what you love a little bit t- too literally and expect everything to be a lot easier than it than it is and i think that um for anyone who sets out to be a creative freelancer or or starting their own thing and being relatively independent um in any in any form need to know that they are signing up i mean there there is there is the small print at the bottom of that form that says welcome to the life of being an artist which says it's going to be pretty damn tough at times and yes you want to be doing the things that you are drawn to you want to be um monopolizing and taking advantage of your talents your in- inherent talents as well as your interests and your strengths absolutely but there are going to be challenges and i think we need to come to expect those challenges and see them as part and parcel of the full package of what we do as creatives i think challenge is a very big part of it so this is the first myth that i want to dispel for when it comes to setting out to do your own thing as a creative is that it's it's supposed to be all fun all good all enjoyable no there's 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 going to be a certain amount of challenge and the thing is if you're not experiencing much challenge, if you're not frustrated regularly, if you're not feeling those pangs of boredom and and those those uh even those little bursts of rage that I sometimes get and I just want to throw throw my um computer out the window because it's just not working these are all things that show that you are stretching and to be honest the the key aspect that I have found that needs to be maintained is actually that sense of stretching you need to be you need to be almost seeking pain, seeking suffering in some form. I know that it sounds a little bit masochistic but if you are looking to only be comfortable and only to stay inside that comfort zone that all the gurus talk about, then you are going to struggle because what's happening is you are not growing as a person as you continue through your journey, as you go on your path as an artist. It's really less about the art itself and more about how you are growing as a person because if you're not growing your art is not going to grow your insights are not going to be fed to you through your ever expanding subconscious you need to be growing you need to be prioritizing self growth as much as you can because that is going to give you value in the world people pay for value people follow value people remember people of value and people of value are those people who have gone through challenges so rather than thinking too much about how how you can enjoy your career as an artist more which is understandable we all want to we all want to have fun and enjoy it you will enjoy it more through the sense of aliveness that comes from stretching yourself regularly you will, f- you will get so much more out of the process of being a creative through maintaining uh, a bias towards stretching yourself. So, so let's let's use my myself as, a, as an example. So, I have spent the majority of my creative career working as an illustrator, and I kind of fell into that. And if you listen to my previous podcasts, you'll know that. Um, most of that happened through accident although I've always loved to, to draw and be artistic <clears throat> but I got to a certain point where I was getting a lot of illustration jobs in I was doing a lot of illustrating I, I thought I was doing what I was loving but I just wasn't fulfilled like I, it, it was frustrating I felt like I was hitting my head against a wall it was tedious the, the, the work was just it was For most people looking at it, they would have thought, yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. That looks amazing. It looks complex. It looks interesting. It looks like you've got some fun clients you're working with. But I um, felt like I'd hit a ceiling. I was not growing as a person. I was doing the same types of illustrations in the same styles. But um, having set out to, to, to start this Red Lemon Club stuff, that... At least was giving me a bit of an a, an outlet for my need to to teach what I was learning as a as a self-taught illustrator, um, but I still wasn't going further enough with that. Um, I was only writing the odd article. What I really needed to do was was what I'm doing right now, which is to get my voice out there. I've always shied away from getting my voice out there. I was always totally petrified of speaking at school when I was in when I was a teenager, and in a way, there was this there was always that need for me i think to sort of atone for, for that for that um that restriction that uh, restricting of my personality my expression was always a bit sort of stunted growing up and doing the illustration was 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 nice it was using my talents and i was getting paid well for it but i wasn't really growing in the way that i knew that i could be my potential was sort of being blocked and ever since i started to address that and started to see yes my my potential especially given my history of not being particularly outgoing my potential really is to sort of move in the opposite direction of that because we all have potential no matter how shy we think we are we all have the potential to grow to unbelievable levels we we have no idea how far we can go and if you if you if you can see someone who looks like you that's that's done something incredible then what's stopping you doing it as well so make sure that you are seeking out ways to continually stretch yourself and it doesn't necessarily if you're doing something that you love that you think you're enjoying whether it you know if it's just creative stuff you might think that that's enough but if you're not feeling that real sense of aliveness that comes with growth then maybe you need to think about other ways that you can be stretching and and inevitably there will be if you're in this to make money if you are in this to create an income then creating the art is is not going to be enough and you hear of so many problems with artists and creative types who um they focus just on the creative stuff and in a way there's there's a bit of selfishness to that because there's more to it than that and i, I mean selfishness in a way that um not 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 to be harsh but because they they um they're not actually giving themselves enough. So it's kind of anti-selfishness. They need to be seeing ways to um, improve themselves and get them, you know, be assertive in in a, in a way to get them what they need, which is more money. So doing what you love is not just about those things that you love. And and if I could leave you with one, I haven't finished yet, but if I could leave you with one sort of phrase that that has helped me make sense of this a bit more is that you don't need to do what you love to do what you love. Okay? Doing what you love should be considered really as a as a, a wider package, i.e., you know, doing setting out to do a, a career in anything should be seen as a package that involves stuff that you're drawn to that you like, that you enjoy doing, but is also filled with other scary um challenges, pains, frustrations uh, monotony, moments of despair, feeling fed up, all of these things will happen to you. They can't if you're not growing. I mean, you, you, you will experience these things if you intend to grow. And if you know that they're going to come, and if you come to expect them as part of the package, then you're going to find it a lot easier to just, accept them let them sort of wash through you and use them in in good ways so rather than escaping that moment of frustration or despair that you might have when you have to sort of get up and do something you don't want to do or go out and market your work um, turn towards that fear use it use it to um, take those emotions and, and and rather than thinking of it as fearful turn it into excitement and turn that excitement into something that is going to change your business for the good and change yourself for the good by getting through that and doing it and taking action. So expect your creative business to suck at times. Yes, it will be tough. It will be annoying. It'll be difficult. But see those moments as good things. You have to see the gems in the crap. You've got to figure out a way to turn those moments of of pain and struggle into the good because you know that they're going to be good for you. You know that they're going to stretch you. And when you stretch, that's the best thing you can do for your art because when you stretch, you grow. When you grow, you get this sort of surge of energy that rushes through. And you've probably experienced this before. You know, when you've had to do something that you didn't want to do and rather than turning away from it and pretending it wasn't there, maybe you had to call someone up. Maybe you had to go to the dentist. Maybe you had to go to some event that you didn't want to go to. Like I've been through so many times and you did it. Even if it wasn't all that great, but having gone through it and faced that fear, faced that discomfort, doesn't it always feel amazing? Doesn't it always feel like you've just sort of dropped a load of, you know, off your sh- the back of your shoulders? You know, you just feel you feel light, you feel you feel better, you feel alive. And have you noticed that people who, well, you know, why why do people self sabotage? You've probably got several friends who just keep sort of screwing up as if, as if on purpose. They keep doing irrational things. Um, and some people go further than that. Some people really harm themselves and, and really take steps to sort of punish themselves in life. Some people even actually physically self-harm. Why do they do that? I think it's because they are responding to their static, um, non-active, um, stuck, way of living they don't see the value in growth and they don't do things that lead to growth they don't do things that lead to the evolution of their of them of their minds themselves their bodies they they they're just stuck and they don't feel alive your body your brain will feel like it's lacking in life when you're not stretching when you're not growing when you're when you're too comfortable when you spend all your time gaming or indoors um you will be rewarded by energy and a sense of aliveness when you do those things you don't want to do. So I would say be biased towards continually stretching. So how does that manifest itself through the art? That means allowing your style, your art style to grow, to evolve. Look at someone like Picasso, look how many periods he went through and different styles and techniques that he used. You are not boxed into a single style for your entire life. You are not boxed into a single medium for your entire life. You are not going to be a, necessarily a writer forever unless you, you can find ways to evolve through through that medium. That's absolutely fine. But f- but allow your style to challenge you. Allow yourself to be challenged. And if you're not being challenged, you've got to take the responsibility to challenge yourself because that is going to give you the greatest reward in life. That is That is where happiness is born. It's through Um, moving towards challenges. And and don't worry, you don't have to terrify the crap out of yourself every day. You don't have to do things like jump out of planes and do things you don't want to do. But realize that happiness is not found through looking for happiness because we get it wrong. We think that happiness is about doing things that we enjoy, that we love, that are fun, that feel good. Usually those things are actually just short-term pleasures. And actually what we need to do is be really counterintuitive and kind of go indirect and do things that actually don't feel great in the moment. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not inventing anything new, but this applies to your art career. This applies to your expectations that come from your art career. It is about stretching. The art is a kind of byproduct, really of doing things that stretch you continually. It's, it's, it sounds like, um, it doesn't sound like good news. I know. I know that you want to do stuff that's fun. I know that you just want to roll out of bed whenever you feel like it, although not, not all of you do. Some of you are quite amazing. Get up get up a lot earlier than I do. But understand that the creative career, any career, but especially those careers that we've chosen that involve us being self-starters and and not having our own boss, you know, us being our own bosses. It's just, you know, if if you want to have that freedom, you've got to pay for it through um, having the assertiveness to make sure that you yourself are continually growing, continually stretching, because that's gonna feed you energy, that's gonna feed you creativity. Your creativity is going to die if you keep doing the same thing over and over again. This is what I did with my illustration. I kept doing the same sort of zoomed out bird's eye view images, and it was fun, and I found that actually, it was it was all right, but it, but I was hitting hitting a wall. And whenever I did illustrations that pushed me a little bit, that stretched me, or if I if I adopted a strategy that involved pushing me, whether that be you know putting out more illustrations or, or whatever it was that that uh, was not comfortable and not normal for me, then I felt that the aliveness would come out of that. So I know that my examples are a bit terrible at the moment, but hopefully you can think of ways that you can you can stretch, you can grow. Maybe we, maybe we can talk about that a little bit more. Okay, well, let's do that. Let's talk about some of the ways that we can be biased towards challenge. And let's talk about some of the things that we need to be aware of or that help to be aware of as we move forward. What are the challenges we need to be moving towards? Where are the uncomfortable zones that we will benefit from in the most the best ways as creatives? Well, it applies in the same way to anyone else. I mean, self-confidence is a a huge one. We, For anyone who isn't reaching their full potential in terms of self-confidence and social confidence, that is an area that is often lacking with creatives, especially myself. That is a prime area to address, to, to get better at, to hone, um, especially when it comes to things like marketing. We can't be sitting indoors working on our art and leave it there. There, there is an external element to to all of our businesses. People are out there. People um, are important to our businesses. They they are the ones who are gonna buy from us. They are the ones who are gonna follow us and share our work and rave about the stuff that we do. So we need to make an impact on other people. We are a social being as well, so it's not just about the business. It's about that sense of being connected and not going completely nuts. Some people can handle being alone for longer periods than others. I'm I'm pretty good at being alone. I can go a couple, I can go a week without talking to anyone and still be okay. But then after that, I'll start to get a little bit, uh, feel a little bit flat. You know that uh, that sense of of deadness will creep up upon me again, and I'll know that I'll need to pluck up some courage and get out the get out into the streets again and speak to people. So, stretching in the direction of uh social confidence is is a big one. So, these skills are going to be unparalleled in their in their use for any for any one of us, whether it be through making big connections with dream clients, developing friendships with influential types who can interview us or can our art or can promote us and talk about us at a higher level, Um, or whether it just be to gain mentors and friends who can help us and support us as we move move along. But also just to know that we are growing and we are developing our ability to persuade and impact the world through our voice, through our uh, behavior, through the way that we uh, talk and the ideas that we can share. It's not just about being introverted and being stuck at the drawing board. We all have massive potential no matter how introverted we think we are I can tell you this because I was very very introverted through most of my life just really in my shell but you know I'm here doing a podcast and I hope I'm fairly coherent (laughs) Um, but it is possible and I've got so much further I, I, I know and feel I can grow into I know that I have the potential to to be right you know, to be a a major influencer if I wanted to. I know that I'm nowhere near there. I can barely pluck up enough courage to to go to a networking event. I hate it. It feels awful. But we need to be careful with this idea that um, we need to kind of close down and ignore our weaknesses and only focus on our strengths. And I've been guilty of um, suggesting this to people. We need to be careful here. I agree with the idea that we need to not worry too much about our weaknesses and the things that we don't like to do in life we need to focus on what's good and what's working on our strengths but when it comes to personal confidence if there's if there's something that we're fearful of then we need to think about turning that around if if we have irrational fear this is the thing irrational fear is something that you can't ignore it's going to bubble up in some way or another uh, whether that you know be going completely nuts or just being depressed and and feeling shame because we never um, we never pushed towards our full potential we have we 're going to have regrets we don't want those regrets because regrets are going to stifle our productivity they 're going to stifle our happiness they 're going to stifle our productivity. This is not good if we 're an artist; we need to be feeling good we need to be feeling alive, and we need to be addressing those irrational fears so think about what your irrational fears are if for example you are crap with numbers that's not that's a weakness that you can probably get get through life without needing to worry about you've got a calculator you have accountants that you can hire right but if you have a a, an irrational fear something that is blocking you in terms of you know being able to get your voice onto um you know through an art putting out an article or getting your voice into a podcast or getting on video or going out and, and speaking to Potential mentors and um, potential clients. These are things that are holding your creative business back. These are irrational fears. If you know someone, if 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 there are people out there who look like you, who are, you know, doing these things relatively effortlessly and are succeeding, then there's no, there's nothing to say that you can't do it as well. You can get to that. You can get to that point through development through doing the thing and realizing your self-confidence. I will get into uh, getting over anxiety and becoming more confident in, in later episodes. And I have a, a whole program I'm developing that I want to share with you guys. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a kind of a, a desensitization program for creatives to not only get over social anxiety, but to, to do things that most people wouldn't dare do that can really elevate your creative career. So I'm getting to that. But think about the ways that you are being irrationally fearful, especially um, in terms of your own self growth, self-confidence, self-esteem. You're going to need to address those things at some point or another. And I would suggest if I had to really very quickly outline it for this podcast and it uh, could could segue into another podcast maybe tomorrow. Um, if I could ju- suggest one thing uh, to do in terms of overcoming those you know the low-hanging fruit of those fearful things that you've maybe got issues with list out all the things that the confident anxiety-free version of you would do so really it's about habits our our characters are not something that is ingrained and is, is set in stone and our personalities are not something that we're born with it's something that has come out of habit and the difference between an anxious version of you and a non-anxious version of you, and they do exist, that guy or girl is there, is, is within you, you're just not using them, if that makes sense. The difference between those two is, is the habits that you've developed around them. The, t- the story that you tell yourself about who you are is a habit, and you can change that habit. And the best way to change the habit is to start doing things that the non-anxious version of you would do so right now if you are terrified of speaking to people your story about yourself is that you are crap at speaking to people you're nervous you're you get sweaty when you go out and network and stuff and you're and you're terrible at socializing that's the story you tell yourself but think about if there was a version of you in a parallel universe who was really confident had no had no social issues and was completely at ease in social environments what would the story be that they tell themselves and what would the actions that they take regularly be list those things out list those actions those thoughts everything about that confident version of you Um, let's, let's give some examples. They, they make eye contact with people. They start conversations with people. They go to events without even thinking about how terrible it all is. And they look forward to events. They relax in social situations. They see other people as a source of joy. They see people as fun to be around. They see giving talks as uh, exciting and enlivening. Whereas your anxious version of yourself sees, all those things in a different light they see people as a source of stress they see social environments as frightening hellish places so list out all those things that the confident version of you would do as habit and then you want to start thinking about how you can adopt those habits and it's a gradual process people it's a gradual process but my recommendation is to use a thing called desensitization which is a very gradual from least anxiety provoking to further up the scale starting with those easier things so start and I'm going to develop a program as well so, so keep in touch follow me at redlemonclub.com on the newsletter to know when I will put out this program to help with social confidence but start with easy little habits to to develop and do them for a few days so you might want to get into the habit of asking people the time if you're really scared of approaching people or making eye contact with people or going out to events and just, you know, not necessarily talking to anyone, but just having the courage to show up. Those are kind of lower level anxiety moments. And once you get through those, your confidence is going to rise. The the very fact that you've taken courage means your confidence is going to rise. And then it's just a case of going through gradually, incrementally more, um, more, uh, I wouldn't say challenging because each time, each step, the challenge is going to r- feel relatively the same, which is why we do desensitization. It's a gradual process and you won't feel necessarily like you're jumping into the deep end immediately. But I digress. But I hope that kind of a concept helps because it's really, these are the things, the, this thinking in, in a way, in this kind of way will will help and, and will, will will allow you to grow and expand into a way that is, going to keep your momentum up because you will come to expect that actually life and not only your creative career, but life is about continually stretching. And stretching is about facing challenges and facing your fears and not hiding from them and not developing regrets in life. So doing what you love is about doing things that you are drawn to, that you are interested in, but it's also about continually seeking out ways to stretch yourself and to just deal with the reality of struggle in life and see it as a good thing. Savor the pain, people. Learn to love the pain. There's one, added, one thing I want to add to this as well, because we're talking about doing what you love. No one really needs to tell you to do that if you're doing this as a hobby. So I'm assuming that anyone who has told you to do what you love and you have kind of acted on it, and you're doing this to you know for a living to make money to earn making money is an aspect of this as well and it's also an aspect of self growth because a lot of a lot of the the process of getting money requires you to be elevated it requires you to be extroverted it requires you to get out there this is why a lot of introverted artists tend to have difficulty with it but you need to be um biased not only for growth, but to get that money, get those dollar greens in the door. You need to be making good money and there are ways to make good money. I will talk about this in other episodes. But you wanna be, when it comes to deciding on your career and when it comes to deciding on the next steps, these are the three things to take care of. Focus on what you are interested in. It doesn't need to be pure passion. Passion comes from taking action. Passion comes from the art and, and you know doing it rather than you know setting out to do something um so set out to do things that you are interested in at the very least that will hold your interest for a while and have the potential has the potential to keep you going and interested as long as you keep stretching so the second one is be biased to overcoming your fears and stretching yourself and and uh enlivening yourself through undertaking challenges and becoming bigger and stronger well not necessarily bigger but you know becoming stronger a stronger version a more confident version of you you need to be pushing for that constantly and you need to expect pain and struggle as part of the creative career but then thirdly do something that has the potential to make you money as well so be cognizant of the money aspect of it don't do something that isn't likely to to make you money but having said that there is there are very few things you can't make money from if you've got a if you've got a passion that you can develop and you can expect a bit of struggle you're going to make money from it if you if you are aware of the money, and you ask people for the deal, and you are aware of those clients. So those three things: do what you do what you enjoy, expect struggle, stretch, and do what will make you money and keep being aware of it. Push for it. Um, prioritize that money. If you're not making enough, you've got to prioritize it. So that that for me makes up the full package of doing what you love. I know that it's. A little bit of a mixed crazy bag of what i've been talking about it's a bit, bit bit of a chaotic chat again hopefully it made sense um but that that for me is is really what what you need to be coming to expect is is all those those three but there are obviously other aspects to it and i'll be talking about those in, in later podcasts i'm going to leave you there folks hopefully something to chew on something to think about if you've got questions please do fire them at me at alex at redlemonclub.com Send out any recommendations of other artists that you want me to feature at shoutout at redlemonclub.com. Make sure you're following my newsletter. I share juicy updates and I share stories and I will be giving out content that you don't get anywhere else apart from the newsletter. So go to redlemonclub.com and throw in your email and you will get a free book as well. One final thing is I'm growing a um, community online through a Slack forum, which allows creatives of all different sizes and shapes and colors to come together to chat creativity from all corners of the industries. It's an interesting place to um, find support, gain inspiration, share ideas, share struggles, and hold each other accountable for various goals that you're working on. Go to redlemonclub.com forward slash slack, S-L-A-C-K, redlemonclub.com slash slack, and you will have to sign up through a quick survey. And you'll be ushered in through the red lemon doors where the community awaits and you will be welcomed with open arms. So I look forward to having you guys there. Thank you for listening, everyone. Give me any suggestions, any feedback that you want on how I'm doing this. I'm all very, I'm still very new to this and I'm very, very keen to hear about any ideas and thoughts that you guys have. Uh, keep in touch. Stay cool. Stay fresh. Talk to you soon.